Hello and welcome to Kate's Kitchen Capers podcast with me, Kate Roberts. I'm a theatre practitioner and educator, but most of all, I love listening to people's stories. So I hope that you will have time to share some of yours with me. Come on in, the kettle's on. Welcome to episode three of Kate's Kitchen Capers and the kettle's just boiled and today I'm going to make you a lovely cup of china tea and this is called purr tea and I hope I've pronounced it correctly because it's named after the city in Yunnan, I hope I've pronounced that correctly too, Yunnan province where it's made. I'm going to just drop it into my lovely little teapot. And there we go. Now, it actually says on the little leaflet that I have to wait three minutes for that to brew. So in the meantime, what I thought I'd do is, in honour of my Qigong teacher, who's Tai Chi Phil, I thought I would share with you something of his practice. And he always starts with us standing with our feet hip distance apart, our knees slightly bent, our feet sinking into the floor or ground, and imagining our feet have roots which are reaching down into the earth and connecting us all. Our head is reaching up and it's as if somebody has got a piece of string and is pulling from the top of the head. So your head is raised up, but your chin is down, if that makes sense. And your arms are hanging loosely by your side. And then you have to take three deep breaths. Oh, I've forgotten as well. You have to have your your hands loosely held in front of you on your dandien, I think it's called. And it's about three fingers below your belly button. And you clasp your hands gently, one over the other, on that point, and it's there. From there, you take your three deep breaths. So three deep breaths for Tai Chi Phil can take three minutes. <laughs> well, I'm not going to do that. But um, yeah, join join me again in a moment when the the brew is brewed. The nine congenital forms of Qigong starts with the whisper. Quiet mind, clean chi, makes long life. One who smiles never ages. I am wood, I am fire, I am earth, I am metal, I am water flowing with the tide. And today we're going to look at fire. The season of summer, the colour red. 
while the purr tea has brewed. So I'm ready to pour for you. And not only is this episode in honour of Tai Chi Phil, but it's also in honour of artist Zoe Lachlan, who is the director at the Institute of Making. And on her website, she says that she is paying particular attention to the ideas of immensity and minutiae, whilst never forgetting to play, but play seriously. And that's what I'd like to do today. I'd, pl- I'd like to play with the idea of fire and spoon. I was racking my brains to think, well, how can I have fire and how can I have spoon? And I'm just going to pour you a cup of the purty and then I will take you through some of my ideas and some of the things I found out. Cheers. Now I haven't got one of the gold spoons that Zoe and her colleagues used in the experiment and project spoons and I haven't quite got the splendid ceremonial spoon mentioned in Edward I's wardrobe accounts in 1259 but I have got a plain but perfectly formed Ikea spoon. It does the job. Kate's kitchen capers in search of the elusive fire spoon. And on the first part of my journey tinkering with fire, I came across a YouTube channel called Corporal's Corner. And it has 515,000 subscribers. And on there is, I think it's a man, looks like a man's hand, who is making fire using a spoon and char cloth. Mm. I did think about it. I did, honestly. Do you know what? This tea is lovely. Oh, I wish you could were here to taste it. It's really lovely. I can send you the details if you want to know where I got it from. Absolutely delicious. Very refreshing. Yeah, the Corporal's, Corporal's Corner. I really didn't feel that I wanted to go that far with an experiment because I live in a house with about six fire alarms. So, yeah, I'll, I'll give that one a miss, I think. But it was very interesting to watch. And, yeah, it was fascinating because he literally did set fire to this char cloth with a spoon. My next discovery was far more appealing. And this was a restaurant called Furious Spoon in Logan Square in Chicago. Basically, it describes a way to eat the hot and fiery ramen furiously to loud hip-hop music. And you slurp the noodles quickly and furiously so that the noodles don't overcook in the hot broth. Can you see the fire connection? And the food looks absolutely delicious, clearly very spicy. Well, that was my second journey down the road in search of the fire spoon. And the, the, the next step was something really, really sweet, so delightful. And it's a, a bamboo fire engine spoon set to get the connection. And this is from Sass and Bell, Homeware Gifts and Accessories. It's a really cute set 
of three baby spoons. And they say on their website, add a spoonful of nature to mealtime with our joyful set of three baby spoons. So cute. My final discovery, which is absolutely, well, to me anyway, splendid, and it really has that sense of serious play that Zoe Lachlan talks about. This is a company called Light My Fire, based in Malmo, Sweden. And they have an item called the Spork, which was designed by Joachim Nordwall. And it says here on the website that it's the original and still the best spork. Now, you're probably wondering what a spork is, unless you already know. The company says this brilliant fork-knife-spoon combo will become your indispensable friend on all your travel and outdoor adventures. Well, I'm going to add to that that also your indoor adventures. In a New York Times article about this very spork, the headline reads, a spork with added edge. Well, on that note, I feel I'd really like to get my hands on a spork and test it out. I've realised that I'm not going to have time to get hold of the actual spork in order to do this podcast. So I've decided to make my own. And this is how you make a homemade spork. So you first of all, take a spoon. And again, I'm using my uh, legendary Ikea spoon and fork combination. And I guess the middle bit becomes the knife. Mm. And then I'm going to use some tape to hold it all together. Oh, okay, I better get some scissors because I don't really want to uh, tear it with my teeth. That wouldn't be good, would it? <laughs> so I now have my... Oh, and it's all gone messy. All the... Why does tape always do that? Always, always. You can never find the end of it. And then it all goes... Oh, okay, got it. Got it. It's very sticky, isn't it? That's the point. So I'm going to uh, mm, make strips of about six inches. I think that should be enough. And rather than make one big long one, let it get all tangled up. And I'm going to now, oh, as you can hear, mm, quite tricky actually. This homemade spork making but I've managed to yes that's it wrap around the first piece of sellotape to hold it in place that's not bad actually peel this other bit of sellotape from the fridge mm, that was tricky enough and then join it to the other piece wrap around and voila we have a homemade spork well that's the end of today's episode and what I better do is to complete the session just as Tai Chi Phil does I better 
go back into my feet hip distance apart, arms in front of me, hands held loosely at my dandian, head raised up but chin down and pull back those roots that I've put out because you need to then bring in, even though you have a connection out, you need to bring it back so that you have it for yourself complete. So well, I'll just do that, I'll spend a moment doing that. And while I'm doing that, I'd like to thank you for joining me on this episode of Kate's Kitchen Capers and see you next time for a look at the season long summer, the element of earth and the color yellow. Look forward to seeing you again then. You have been listening to Kate's Kitchen Capers, brought to you by me, Kate Roberts, from my kitchen in North Wales.